Good evening, everybody. Well, pastor asked me to have the Bible study. He asked me actually in October. So he gave me plenty of time. I looked for some excuses not to do it. I told him, God called me to preach in Spanish, not in English. I have struggling in English, but he said, no, you will be all right. So you don't argue with the pastor. You just go and do it. And it's so good to be back for prayer meetings. I actually miss these services. To me, uh, they, are, they are the most important services of the week, prayer meetings. And uh, I grew up in, a, in, a, in Argentina in a place with, we used to have prayer meetings like that, uh, uh, always prayer meetings. There are many ways to pray. Uh, and the Bible tells us that, they, that we should pray always as Christians. But I would like to talk a little bit about how, how not to pray. A bit unusual. But there is, uh, Jesus is teaching us quite a lot about that. I remember when even I was born and grew up in Argentina. But I never, in my childhood, I never went to a Spanish-speaking church. Most of the people, I'll say 99%, they were from Ukraine or Russia. They immigrated to South America, and actually my dad was the only one that could speak fluently both Ukrainian and Spanish. He was the only one born in Argentina. All his brothers and sisters also come from Ukraine. And I remember the prayer meeting. I was about, I don't know, eight years old, 10 years old. The worst services to me were prayer meetings. They were long, really long prayers. And a lot of words that I could not pick up really good in Russian. And, well, and the trouble is that you have to be there. You cannot. We, we were not even allowed to sleep. If that catch us, one of us sleeping, well, can you imagine at home? Or go to the toilet or stand up or run in the church. That was a no-no. We're in something that I, oh, that was really strict on that. And I remember a prayer meeting, it was something that I did not like to go to those meetings, but we have no choice. You know what, parents, sometimes you reckon it's wrong, but if you force your children to go to church, to read the Bible and pray, it's not bad. You have to. There's not many children that like to do that. I tell you by my own experience. I remember my dad would wake up in his siesta, and during the siesta time, we were a lot of brothers and sisters. Remember, I'm number 13 in my family. So not to be noisy, dad will say, when I wake up from my siesta, everybody have to come and tell me what they read in the Bible. Uh, what did I understood? I could hardly read. So my brother used to tell me, well, you just tell him that, 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 and he did. So, and he, we sorted out. But always was like that. And I, I, at that time, I didn't like it, to be forced to read the Bible. But I thank my God, my dad always that he did that. I learned a lot from the Bible in my childhood. And then when I was a young man growing, uh, I have no problem. I do have problem preaching in English, I tell you the truth. So the best for you in future, if the pastor asks me to preach and you don't really like the way I speak, learn Spanish. And I'll do it in Spanish. And then we will be all right. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, let's open in Matthew chapter 6. 
Matthew chapter 6, we will read from verse 5 to 8. We will be going to some other places. And when thou prayest, verse 5, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love the praise standing in the synagogues, in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into your closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray for thy father which is in secret, and thy father which see it in secret shall reward you thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetition, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for they much speaking. But not, <coughs> be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knows what things you have need of before ye ask. Pay attention that Jesus' word he doesn't say here, if you want to pray, uh, if you decide to pray, he said, and when thou pray. So we have to pray. As a child of God, we always have to pray. We always have to pray so we will know that we are children of God. Otherwise, how, how we know that? Uh, a Christian life should be a life of prayers. We can see a lot in different parts of the Bible, especially in the New Testament, of prayers. Uh, the apostles, for example, I'm not going to read all, but uh, let's go to Acts chapter 12, 12. Acts chapter 12, 12. And uh, uh, the way God answered that prayer is incredible. It's, they, they, they themselves didn't believe it, even they were praying. Acts 12, 12. And when he had considered the things he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together and prayed. You know the story. I'm not going to read the whole lot. But he would kill one of the apostles, and then he was ready to do the same with Peter. And Peter was jailed, and waiting for the next day to be taken out to the people, and I presume killed. But what did the people did? Not only the church, other people praying. They were praying. It's, it's true. Somehow they, they pray, and when, when God answered, they didn't believe. They told the lady, you're crazy. When she said, Peter is at the door. Do we pray like that? God answers, and we don't believe? Many times, many times we do that, and we shouldn't do that. We should pray and trust that the Lord will answer the words. Go to Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 to 4 while we're reading. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Continue in prayers and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Withhold praying also for us that God will open unto us a door for utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds, that I that I may make make it manifest as all to speak. Well, he's uh, telling us to pray, even for his work. Like uh, Paul, Paul was in jail at that time when he was saying that, and he needed the prayers. He needed the prayers. We have to do it always to help the people working for him. We read these verses tell us to continue in prayers. 
we have to continue. I remember like uh, they, they were teaching us in college and, and they were very strict on that. And one of the teachers told us that you cannot pray with your eyes open. Well, I straight away put my hand up. I said, what happened if I'm driving? Can I open? I won't go too far praying with my glass closed. There's, there's some people put rules how to pray, how to pray. But there are ways that you shouldn't pray. There are ways that you are not to pray that way. But we have to pray even if we don't know uh, exactly what, what, uh, what we want to say or, or do, we have to ask the Lord. We have to pray. Uh, and what is prayer? Prayer is simply talking to God. You cannot write a prayer and start telling God. That's the, the Catholics. They, they do have prayers written for everything. We shouldn't do that. I never wrote a little letter, a little memo or something to my dad that I need money or that I'm hungry or that. I just go and tell him. I just talk to my dad. And the same is praying, talking with God. When we pray, we are communing with God. And he sanctifies us. He shows us where we are in our life, in our prayers. We must always thank God, especially for sending his son Jesus to this earth to die for us and raise from the dead so we will have the same. We can also ask for our necessities and all that. There's nothing wrong with that. But most of all, that he, was, he will give us wisdom. But we must finish always by saying what says Matthew 6, 5, uh, 6, 5. When and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues, in the corners of the street, that they may be seen by men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Now, they shall not be like hypocrites. Today, the word hypocrites is an insult to many preachers. They don't use that word, so they won't upset anybody in the congregation. Hardly anybody uses that. Not many people preach anymore using the word hypocrites. What really means hypocrites? Well, this word uh, was used a lot by the Greece, in Greece and Romans uh, ancient time. The actors, they were acting, like today will be Hollywood or wherever, but they were uh, acting and performing somebody else. They were not them. So that's, that's called hypocrites. When you do something that is not real, you, it's something else. So that's what they used to do. Even they used to use mechanical dispositive to improve their voice. So they didn't even use their own voice. They were improving somehow. That's the real hypocrites. So this word hypocrite stands for every person who deceives or is false. That's hypocrites. In the Bible, we read that the word Pharisees apply to the word hypocrites. They enjoy praying standing in the corners of the street, in synagogues, especially if there is a lot of people around and they could be seen by people. So that's hypocrites too. There's nothing wrong praying standing on the street. We did a lot of street preaching and, and praying wherever when I was in Bible college. was part of the curriculum. We have to go to Brisbane and we got chased a few times by inspectors because we didn't have the, the approval from the council to do that. I didn't know you have to have that. And, and this is not a communist country, but you have to have that to do it. So 
That's nothing wrong to do that. But not the way they do. They used to do just when there is a lot of people to see them, to see how cool they are praying on the streets. Matthew 6, 2, therefore, when thou, when thou dost thy alms, do not sound a trump, trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be, have glory of men. Verily, I say, they have their reward. That's, that's not on that. The Bible disapproved that type of prayers, and, and we don't have to do it. We should always give glory to God, like whatever happens in church. The glory should be always to God. You will never see me applauding or clapping hands for the sing, sinners singing here. That's wrong. They already have the reward. I'd rather have my reward from God, not from the congregation. We should never do that. The movie, movie stars, they do that. You go to cinemas, they're applauding people for what they're doing. We're doing, and I always consider these people singing here, the choir and the special groups, that they are worshiping God. They are not worshiping, we shouldn't worship them. With them together, God. So you will never see me applauding them. That's not in my books. Uh, I would rather leave it that to God and have the reward from God. Jesus can never be wrong if we take his advice. Our prayer will be accepted in secret prayers, and they are the best one. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, when he was here, he went to the desert and prayed in a place that there's no one to see him praying. Just him and the Father communing. It's nothing wrong to have a special pray place at home where you can go and pray private. Actually, they are the best prayers. The one that you have in private. You're not publishing. Just doing by, uh, for God and you. Why do I have to pray if God already knows what I need? Why do I have to pray? Well, we do not pray to teach or convince or be cool something of something. As we said in the beginning, the prayer gives us strength. In our prayers, we worship and thank God for all his goodness. When we pray and truly, we have God promised that he will hear us. When we pray, be sure that God is in control of your life. I would like to read one more, one more prayer that Jesus Christ did not accept it. If you go with me to Luke chapter 18, Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14. This prayer of the one of them, God did not approve. So we have to be very careful in how we pray. It's a, it's a parable, but, uh, but it's a good teaching from Christ for us. Verse 9, and he spake, this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee, Pharisee or hypocrite, nearly the same, and the other publican. Now the publicans were not really good people. People didn't like the publicans. They used to collect tax. I read some, some history and I spoke to a Jewish man. He said, publicans were nearly in every corner. And if you don't show that you already pay the tax, you have to pay again. So 
they are not really good. You know, Matthew and, uh, sorry, uh, uh, the, the short man. Zacchaeus. Yeah, Zacchaeus. No, they didn't like it. Poor Zacchaeus have to go on, the, on top of the tree to see Christ, but it's good. He, he looked for him. So the, the publican, here we have this. The two went up to the temple to pray. One Pharisees and the other publican. What a do. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as the other men are. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice a week. I'll give tithes of all I possess. Now let's see what the publican says. And the publican, standing afar off, will not lift up as so much of his eyes unto heaven, but smote himself in the breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, the publican, went down to the house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. So let's take this, this uh, even it's a, a parable, but you know the parables have a lot of good meanings in the Bible. Uh, uh, learn how to pray and how not to pray. It's very important. I remember, and I, I used to go to the Russian church sometimes here in Sydney because I, I found a girlfriend in there, so I started going to that church. And there was a one lady, especially. She was a Jewish. And she would start praying. And to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and she went on and on, tell, uh, telling memory by Bible. That's not prayer. That's not prayer. That's to show off how much you know the Bible. We have to be very, very careful when we pray. Some people will use very dif difficult words that they are really grammatical. We have to be simple, to uh, pray simply. From the heart, ask the Lord what you need. And always don't forget on the end to ask if it's your will. Because if you are asking wrong and you tell him if it's your will, you won't get it. Very important. I always, uh, this king, Hezekiah, uh, his name was, yeah. When the prophet came and told him that he better get ready, fix his house because he's going to die. And he was a good king. He was a real good king. Ah, oh, well. And he said, sort out your house, you die. So he started praying, telling God. How good he was. I was trying to serve God and all that and went on. And the prophet just told him and left. And he, he was halfway through, the, through his front yard. And, the, and God told him, go back to the king and tell him, I will add another 15 years. And what a monster was born from him after that. Manasseh. He was a monster, and he was the longest-serving king in Israel, 55 years. I wonder if this king, when he was asking for more days, if he asked, if it's your will. God knew why he was taking him. He knew. We don't know. We know, but God knows. So I always take that an example. I'll always tell if it's your will. We can ask everything. God will listen. But don't forget to say, if it's your will, in case we ask something wrong. 
So if God's will is not, we won't get it. Okay, I hope you understood a little bit. And that's all I have for tonight.